Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. We moved the heck out of the ball. You know, we had things that we wanted. Um, and uh, we just can't turn the ball, can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, can't throw interceptions. Uh, the strip at the end, I didn't see the guy. I was throwing the ball to Darren in the end zone. Um, I didn't see him, but you can't turn the ball over. That's why we lost the game. You know, sometimes it's really an easy answer. Sometimes we try to overthink things. Sometimes we try to play uh, way too much into things, read too much into things, trying to make it more complicated than it really is. The Raiders lost yesterday. Because they kept shooting themselves in the foot. Six trips to the red zone, one touchdown. Three field goals, a couple of bad penalties uh, that moved them back. Uh, A fumble by by Derek Carr. Uh, They didn't lose the game yesterday because of what happened uh, um, across the previous six days. I know it was a mental drain on the Raiders, what happened with Henry Ruggs. There's no questioning that. But once they got on the field, I didn't sense any sort of lack of focus or, or, or anything along those lines. Or they didn't want to be there or they were going through the motions. They kind of pushed the New York Giants up and down the field yesterday offensively. They just couldn't make a count when they got in the red zone. Too many mistakes in the red zone. That's why they lost. And what's promising about that if you're a red fan or a red fan if you're a Raiders fan those type of things can get fixed I think it was a one game kind of a thing maybe there was a little bit of rust coming off the bye week uh, but as we saw in the NFL yesterday it was kind of the opposite world yesterday in the NFL the Buffalo Bills losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars the Rams getting run off their home field by DeMond's Tennessee Titans who are looking pretty darn good by the way that, that wasn't like a fluke or anything. That's not like compared to these other ones. Yeah, no, that was a, that was, it was, it, it just shows you, Damon, that in the NFL, you got to come correct every week or else you can get your head hats handed to you. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat a Buffalo Bills team that just didn't come correct. The Tennessee Titans are that good. Like if you don't come correct, like the, like the Rams didn't for whatever reason, uh, and, and a lot of it just really comes down to execution and just not being on top of what you need to be on top of. You're going to get your head handed to you. And we saw it across the league. It was just opposite world uh, y- yesterday. I'm not saying that the Tennessee Titans aren't a better football team than the Rams, but I think if they played 10 times, I'm going to go Rams seven. I'm going to say that uh, Rams seven times, especially without um, you know uh, the big running back for, for the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately. That was just a crushing loss uh, for the Titans. But it just shows you the Raiders go to New York. And by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by uh, Tequila Embajador, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, AM on a uh, eventful Monday, to say the least. We've been saying that quite a bit, haven't we? Uh, we're going to get into everything today, including the news of today, the inevitable news of today, um, with the release of Damon Arnett. Arnett got some thoughts uh, about that. Um, this official re- uh, signing of Deshaun Jackson. Um, the Raiders acted swiftly in that. I think we saw yesterday um, when you, you know, break everything down and just get it down to Henry Ruggs, the football player. 
we've been telling everybody for a long time, even last year, um, his presence on the football field makes a difference. It doesn't always show up in, in sheer numbers or didn't always show up in sheer numbers um, with Henry personal numbers, but it showed up in how teams defensed the Raiders. And I think the Raiders got a, uh, a helping uh, hand or, or a heap and help of what world the world their world's going to look like without Henry Ruggs yesterday against the New York Giants. And uh, I think they, they understood that. I, I think this deal with Deshaun Jackson was in the works before what happened yesterday. But if anything drove home the point of how much they need a speed factor, a legitimate speed factor, yesterday certainly proved it. Um, we've got some numbers to break that down in terms of the, the big play uh, ability, which had been there all year with Henry Ruggs on the field was just non-existent uh, last year or uh, yesterday. So um, we'll see what Deshaun Jackson can bring to the table. Um, you know, it wasn't for a lack of talent in Los Angeles. He just didn't get an opportunity The the Rams have a loaded wide receiver room. They've got a lot of weapons and, um, he just wasn't getting the necessary playing time. But when he, when Deshaun Jackson was on the field, eight catches for 221 yards. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good uh, little clip right there over well over 20 yards uh, per catch. Uh, and the one touchdown, I think now he slots into a more prominent role with the Raiders. Um, unfortunately, uh, due to the circumstances, uh, but it is what it is. And so he'll get some uh, more time in, in Las Vegas. And he was getting certainly in Los Angeles. And, and that should help open things up uh, for everybody else. But when we go back to what happened yesterday uh, in New Jersey, you know, it really was just a case of the Raiders had some breakdowns at some key moments. And I wrote about that. I cover the Raiders, obviously, for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I wrote about that very thing. Um, if you want to play, and I got some emails about this, oh, you know, they were, um, you know, everything that had happened caught up to them. Um, you know, you can't say that uh, the Henry Rugg situation didn't play a role. Hey, I'm going by what, uh, you know, the players said, number one. But number two, what I really did see on the, on the field yesterday, from, let's say, the 20 to the 20, the Raiders, I, like I said, pushed the Giants around. They almost doubled them up on offensive yards. They had way more plays than they did. Uh, they had three sacks defensively. Um, they caused a turnover defensively on a great play by Unique and Gakwe. Uh, but on their end, Derek Carr throws a pick six and he fumbles the ball uh, at the 13-yard line going in for a potential game-tying touchdown. That's a 14-point swing. You just can't do that. Um, and, and they did, but they did. Uh, that doesn't also count for another interception by Derek Carr. Uh, he just had a bad day, and it was a bad day kind of all around uh, for Derek Carr, and, and it's going to happen. Um, it did, <laughs> and I think Derek Carr was man enough to say, put this one on me. It has nothing to do with anything else, uh, any emotional drain, any where the Raider, Ra Raiders' uh, heads were. Um, they just didn't make the plays that they needed to make to win that game and to beat a Giants team that they really realistically uh, should have beat. And again, um, you know, they had a chance to tie it up with about 50 seconds left in that game. Uh, and, and Derek Carr fumbled away uh, to the Giants. You can't let those things happen, but it did. And they're five and three um, tied for first place. Yes. The Chargers have the tiebreaker uh, at this point, but they're, but they're, you know, where, are they exactly where they need to be or, or want to be? I should say no, but are they where they are? Are, are they where they need to be uh, in order to make a playoff run? Absolutely. Uh, so you just flush it 
look at the film, see what you could have done better. Um, play with a little bit more poise. You know, the, the, the Nick Martin unnecessary roughness where, you know, the Raiders had gone from, what was a 32 yard line down to the 10, I think it was. Um, and, and here comes Nick Martin trying to push Kenyon Drake a little bit further in a pile. You, you, you just can't do that. You can't do that, you know, and, and Nick actually played a nice role in, in making that, helping make that play happen. He came in as kind of an extra tackle really. Um, and, and, you know, uh, help spring that play, but you got to have your head about you. You can't commit that kind of a penalty. Um, in a situation like that, you just can't. Those 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 trips to the red zone are precious. And I want to say that was a a drive where Daniel Carlson missed a field goal, a, a, an easy field goal. You can't have that. You're an NFL kicker. You got to make the field goal. Um, and and that's just the way it goes. I'm not trying to be harsh about it, but that you have to kick that field goal right there. Um, and so it was just one of those days. Whether you want to talk about the rust. Uh, you know, coming off the the bye week, uh, the long travel to New York. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, that game was right there uh, for the taking. And the Raiders did a lot of things that that lead to wins. But then they did a couple of things that usually end up uh, turning into a loss. You can't turn the ball over three times. You can't have a 14-point swing like they did uh, with the pick six by Derek and then the fumble uh, in, at the 13-yard line uh, late in the game. You just can't have it. Out to the uh, Raider Nation listener line, Juan is in Fresno. How you doing, Juan? Doing pretty good. Pretty good just getting over the uh, tough game last night or yesterday. Yep. So I've got a quick what? question, Vinny. Um, to your knowledge... If he is not claimed, what are the chances we're able to land OBJ? Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's something that the Raiders will maybe take a look at, but I'm not so sure that they need OBJ right now. You know, um, did Brian Edwards, Edwards have a great game yesterday? No. Um, but I think when you get Deshaun uh, onto the scene uh, and, and – you know how he's going to open things up. Uh, it'll. It's not going to go exactly to where it was. You know, prior to the Henry Rugg situation, uh, but I think he's going to get it close to what to what it was. Um, and I, I like the Raiders' chances. Uh, at, you know, at that point. Um, you know, uh, but like, what's your why? Why Odell Beckham uh, Jr. In, in your eyes? To me, he's a guy that's been hurt. He's a guy that hasn't been productive, um, you know, the last few years. He's a guy that, whether it's him, the situation, whatever the case might be, it always seems like there's a little bit of something going on. And do the Raiders need that right now? True. Yeah, um, you hit the nail on the head. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on with the organization. Um, but to t touch on a couple things that you just said, uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, I'm not overly confident and, uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's some upside there with what he can do productivity-wise, but, like, a lot like Odell Beckham, you know, we can we really count on him to stay healthy, to, you know, to produce on the field? One, his age, you know, he's up there. I believe this is his 12th year in the league, somewhere around there. Uh, so that is a sort of a concern. Um, I just don't know how many snaps Deshaun Jackson will actually be able to uh, be on the field for us. So, well, here's, uh, here's one thing to, you know, here's one thing to keep in mind. Um, and it was, it's probably a, a fortuitous break for the Raiders. He wasn't getting much time in Los Angeles. So you're getting a guy that's 
as fresh as you. He's only he's only he's he's got eight you know uh, pass receptions for 221 yards this year. Uh, the whole point of why it fell apart for him in Los Angeles was he wanted more playing time. Um, and he wasn't getting it, and the Rams said, "Hey, we're not. We can't promise you that. So if if you're not okay with where you are, um, you know, we can we can work something out and uh, and, and and let you get out there and, and find another opportunity, which they did amicably. Um, so if you're looking at it from that perspective, this isn't a player that's coming to the Raiders, a 34 year old player that's coming to the Raiders uh, with eight nine games of uh, of or eight games of mileage of typical mileage at this point in the season. If anything, he's as fresh as you could possibly be because he just wasn't getting used a whole lot uh, in Los Angeles. So that's that's that that's a positive. Um, and and when you're the Raiders at this point, you know you're looking at what nine more games of the season left to play. But is my math correct? Five and three, uh, that's eight. So, yes, um, the, the, you know, they, they've got nine more games left to play. Um, and you got a fresh Deshaun Jackson coming in here um, with with uh, not tired legs, but but I'm sure fairly spry legs, um, you know, at, at this point in the season. So you just keep your fingers crossed if you're the Raiders that he's going to be able to get you through the rest of the season. Um, and And I do think, you know, watching him – in the couple of games that I saw where he did some stuff with the Rams, um, he had a he had a some nice play. I mean, you you look at those that 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 stat line. Um, that's what twenty seven yards, twenty six yards per catch that he had over the eight over the eight catches that that he had. I know it's kind of a small sample size, but it shows that when he was on the field and, and getting some touches, he was making he was still able to make something happen. And on top of that, really. Um, Look at Henry. You know, uh, Henry had twenty some odd catches this year. He's not a high volume uh, catcher, um, pass catcher. Uh, Henry Ruggs isn't, but just when he's on the field, you know, his ability to make plays—you know, one or two plays, big plays a game—was um, obviously uh, uh, there for the Raiders this year. But then also just the snaps that he takes, where he's you know um, forcing opponents to just pay attention to him that would open up things for Darren Waller would hope open up things for Hunter Renfro and and Brian Edwards and sitting in in MetLife Stadium last night or yesterday watching you know what was going on with the, with the Raiders I didn't see much um separation yesterday uh, a couple of times Zay Jones was open uh, obviously Darren Waller was open uh, and and Derek just uh, just just missed an open guy right there uh, overthrowing Darren Waller it happens you know um, you just got to move on but other than that like I saw a lot of guys that were covered yesterday and I think you know that not having Henry Ruggs and that speed out there did affect how uh, or changed up how, how the Giants defended the, uh, the Raiders. And that's the key, I think, to Deshaun Jackson is his ability to still be able to stretch the field at his age. Um, when he is on the field, he's going to force teams uh, to honor that, and that'll kind of get the Raiders back to what they had uh, when Henry was on the was on the field. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. And you, you bring up a, a valid question. Can he stay healthy? You know, um, we just mentioned that, hey, at least he comes here with, you know, nine weeks into a season, but not the normal, you know, wear and tear that you would have uh, at this point in the year if you were playing, playing and play out and, and getting heavy use. Um, but now you better brace up because I think the Raiders are going to lean on him pretty, pretty heavily in terms of snap counts um, because 
otherwise, why go get him? They, they went to get him for a purpose, uh, and it was obvious. It was pretty glaring, actually, um, yesterday. What they were missing uh, without Henry Ruggs, uh, you know, the football player. And I know that there's bigger issues um, as it relates to, to Henry, and, and, and I get that. But, um, you know, if you're the Raiders, you have to look at, that loss means to the teams it means to the team in terms of what he brought to the table I mean, they drafted him yeah yeah uh they drafted him um for that for that very reason i appreciate the call uh thank you um and and definitely call again uh but you know getting back to what happened yesterday i know the theme was you know everything uh that was going on leading leading up to it and no doubt it was challenging no doubt it was uh emotionally uh draining but the raiders have shown that they're able to separate that part of their life from their their football life. I, I really didn't see any kind of letdown. Um, I thought they played a pretty good game. I thought the offensive line looked pretty good. Uh, I was mentioning to some colleagues during the game, Andre James was just moving people yesterday. He had by far, to me anyway, uh, his best game as a Raider. The run game, I thought, was, uh, was, was, was getting un, untracked. But you're just never really going to – when was the last time you saw Derek kind of have a game like that where – and I tweeted it at it, I tweeted it at one point, and it almost felt like he was willing the ball more than slinging it. Um, and so it was just one of those games uh, for the quarterback. And and you look across the NFL, though, it was, it was it was like it's so odd to me that it all happened on the same day for almost everybody. Matthew Stafford had a terrible game yesterday. He gave up 14 points. Um, you know, in that Rams, in that Rams loss, he threw a pick six, uh, and then also threw a, another interception, you know, for, basically from the Rams goal line, uh, that set the, uh, t- Titans up for a touchdown. It's just going to happen. Josh Allen played bad in, 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 ja- or against Jacksonville. I forget where that game was. I think it was in Jacksonville. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was just one of those weird days. And somebody, somebody was mentioning it to, to me today, uh, the fact that, when you add a, a game like the NFL did 17, it's going to happen in, in 16 games that, that a team's just going to have just a bad day at the office. It's, it's, uh, you, you hate to see it. You hate to, you know, blame it on that, but it, it's just the reality of, of, of sports. You're not going to be on top of your game week in and week out. Sorry to say it's pretty much impossible. That's why nobody goes undefeated uh, anymore. The New, the New England Patriots came the closest, and even they uh, couldn't close the deal. They lose in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl, and that was a super team. Um, you don't find too many of those. You're going to have a bad day from time to time, and the Raiders just had it, and and so did a whole bunch of other teams uh, yesterday. So maybe it's just one of those things you, you kind of chalk it up. The key now is um, for the Raiders – and this is what we talked about after the game, um, you know, with, with who we talked to, is just making sure you leave what happened in New York in New York. If you can do that, um, and I think the Raiders will, they're going to be fine. Uh, and, and really, it's just a matter of, of buckling down in those key moments. Uh, we talk about it all the time, those money situations when you get to the red zone. That was what was so frustrating uh, for the guys that I talked to was like, you know, you're doing everything uh, right to get to where you get uh, on the field and you're, you're expecting to cash in more often. Uh, but every time they got there, it's shooting themselves in the foot, just a bad day all around in that regard. Back out to the Raider nation, uh, listener line, passionate, passionate Raiders on the line. How you doing? Passionate Raider. Man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to still sort my mind through this, all this 
drama the past month, man. Yeah, I, I it's just, no doubt. Man, it, it's almost like, man, I don't even know if I want to wear my Raider hat in public, man. Like, you know, like, I don't want I mean, to be labeled like, you know, it's just, it is what it is, though, man. But, but again, you know, I'm going to ask you this question. What do you, someone has to go in the front office. We, something has to, I mean, we can't, I mean, and it's just all over with these draft picks. I mean, just, we see it, man. We know, I mean, what, what other team can you say has ever been this dysfunctional with, in, 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 in the short time? To me, a lifelong Raider fan, the whole move from Oakland to Vegas was, was not something that I was for at all. I mean, I, I was not. I was. I was crushed. I was heartbroken. I've always known it. The Oakland Raiders. It still is. But, but I mean, this hasn't started out good at all. At all the way around the board, nothing. Nothing is good. Well, I, I, know, I can't. Like, I can't say that the Raiders are five and three, and um, and 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 they're right in the thick of the playoff race. They're five and three, and they've got a lot of talent on that team. Yes, they've uh, the the twenty twenty draft class was a colossal mistake. Uh, I don't tie who the, the who gets the blame. Who gets the blame? Who who's got to take? Who, Mike Mayock eyes, takes the blame. It's it, 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 Mike Mayock's the only person left from that tandem um, that's still. You know, uh, calling shots. I'll say this about Mike Mack, though. Um, you know, going back to a conversation that I had with him um, at the uh, Senior Bowl um, in, in in Mobile, Alabama, he acknowledged back in January the mistakes that were made in 2020, and he was he was adamant about learning from those mistakes. Um, I he realized that there was some overreaches. Uh, there were some situations where they were trying to get a little too cute by drafting players and, and trying to make them, sw- you know, players that played, you know, one position like, like you know, a, a running back or a quarterback trying to make them a or, or excuse me, a wide receiver and a quarterback uh, in Lynn Bowden and trying to make him a running back. You know, you had Tanner Muse trying to make him uh, a, a linebacker, uh, Damon Arnett. You know, there were there were but there were red flags. Do you think this was a lot of John? You think this was a lot of John? I'm sure he. I'm over, sure he played. I'm, I'm sure he. Yeah, I'm sure. No doubt, he played a role in it. He had 51 percent of of the power. But here's the thing. Going back to the conversation I had with Mike, Mike Mack, okay, and and he acknowledged the mistakes and was adamant about making sure that that didn't happen again. Well, you fast forward to the 2021 draft. It's been a pretty good draft. You like Nate Home, Nate Hobbs. You like Trayvon. I love Moore. Nate Hobbs. I do, but I just don't, I don't like I don't like where we took Leatherwood to have a okay. That was that was another one that's like that's another one that Mayak's got to bite the bullet on because we'll see. He, he, he's high. he's been getting better. He's been getting better every week. I I, I, I agree with you. Maybe not so high, but let's wait to see. Before we rule that out as a, as any kind of a bust, he's been playing better since he moved to guard, and he had a good game again yesterday. No, nope, I don't think he had any penalties yesterday. Uh, I saw him moving some people in the run game. Um, so uh, let's hold off on 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 declaring that. There's no doubt the 2020 draft class was a was an absolute bust. You go back to the 2019 draft class. What are your thoughts on the 2019 draft class? Clee Farrell, we'll put him in the bust uh, category, but. Abram has turned out to be a, a, a pretty good safety for them now. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a is 
definitely a good running back. He showed that again, when he's healthy, he's 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 a, a viable NFL running back. Um, Trayvon Mullen, when he's been healthy, uh, has been good. So let, we'll get back to that. But there's been some hits as well. And I think this year's draft class showed that they learned some lessons from last year. I don't know what the future is for Mike Mayock, uh, but you know, um, I, I do know that he understood and acknowledged that there were major mistakes made in that 2020 draft class. And I think 2021 was a pretty good rebound year for him. We'll see how uh, the rest of that class turns out uh, in the future. We're going to go out to our guy, Q. Q's at oil today, right? Yes, sir, I am. I thought right, you forgot about sure. my... Yeah, man, I thought you forgot my name, man. You go to New no, York and you forgot I, me, I, man. I, I was thinking, hold on a second. Am I for sure that he's actually there this week? But just wanted to confirm. So, uh, Q, how are you? First of all, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Had a fantastic show here at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Excited about Monday Night Football wrapping up week nine. I can't believe we're already through week nine of the NFL season. Steelers and the Bears taking on each other tonight, obviously, and we'll be here to watch it. So, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. How was your trip to New York? You good? Everything was good. Uh, it was a long trip back. Uh, a lot, of, lot, a lot happened, obviously, on the on the plane ride back. But I got a quick question for you because somebody just brought this up, Q. Okay. Um, Deshaun Jackson. You know, I know that there's been an injury concern, but don't you think the Raiders kind of caught a little bit, a little bit of a break? Here's a guy that comes to them with zero mileage, uh, season mileage, uh, on 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 the tires. He's not a he's not a guy that's played eight games like eight normal games coming into this. He's as fresh as you could possibly be. That's the reason he didn't want to be in Los Angeles anymore because he wasn't getting enough time. Right, exactly. No, I do think that they got not a good opportunity with him. I think that he's going to bring something to the table. I mean, is he Deshaun Jackson he was when he was a you know second-round draft pick? No, of course not. But, I mean, he's still a hell of a player. He's got wheels, and obviously some speed is what the Raiders need. Some more speed is what they need on their, their team uh, offensively. And so, yeah, I think he could bring something to the table. And he's a 14-year veteran, man. He's a guy that, and we said this during our show, was that you could say, hey, on this route, this is your responsibility. On this play, this is what your responsibility is, and he could pick it up. So I think that he can help out. I don't think he's going to be the end-all, be-all. I don't think he's the next coming of Randy Moss when he went to the Patriots, but I think he can bring something to the, to the table for sure. Absolutely. And, and if he can open things up for everybody else as well in the process, I think uh, that's worth its weight in gold because what we saw yesterday, Q, um, that was not happening. You, can, you, could, you could feel – the loss of the speed that Henry Ruggs uh, brought to the table. Yeah, you can see it in the in the broadcast. It wasn't pretty. You know, it was just an all-around bad performance, bad day to get a bad day, but they had it, and it happens, and they've got to move on from it, and hopefully Deshaun Jackson's able to bring something to the table for the silver and black, and they're able to bounce back because they're going to need it Sunday night, man. Big game against the Chiefs, so it should, be, uh, it should be interesting to see how everything shakes out, and who knows if that's the last addition to the Raiders roster for all we Ooh, know. Ooh, a little tease. I like it. I like hey, it. All right, hey. we'll do your thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Of course, I'm going to be here doing my thing all the way up until, well, at least halftime. So you got plenty of time to come on by and hang out. Check out all the great prizes that we have here on the table, including Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts. We got the 2022 Hooters calendar. So you can prepare your, your year next year uh, with the great sights of this 2022 Hooters calendar. And I have one that's a custom one that may not be in the plastic anymore. I'm just saying. I don't know how that happened, but it may not be in the plastic wrap anymore. But that's okay. That's like a collector's edition. So come on by and get hooked up and uh, come and watch some fantastic Monday night football here at the Underground Lounge with Raider Nation Radio 920. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 
We're going to go right back out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in my good friend and teammate over at the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can follow her at underscore Cassie Soto. Of course, I'm talking about Cassie Soto from Las Vegas Review Journal. How are you doing, Cassie? Have you recovered from um, the uh, the weekend uh, and Saturday night specifically? I just want to keep going back to Saturday night. If I could just live in the MGM <laughs> Grand Garden Arena and just keep reliving Canelo and his big win, like that would be excellent. Well, um, let's let's start there uh, because I definitely was trying to keep an eye on it um, on Saturday night. Those things happen really late when you're on the East Coast, by the way. So I much prefer uh, our time zone out here, no doubt about it. Uh, but what did it live up to the uh, to the hype um, uh, from your perspective? Absolutely. I mean, that is my first time ever experiencing covering. Like I've never got to cover a fight that big. Um, so to be able to go as a fan. Um, and definitely a supporter of Canelo. It was, it lived up to everything, just the atmosphere. There's nothing like fight night. There's nothing like fight night in Las Vegas. And I don't like that's, I, I am still processing what all happened that night. Well, that's awesome. And by the way, congratulations uh, on uh, the engagement. Um, so we're Thank all ha- happy for you. <laughs> and what a way to celebrate. Um, and uh, I knew before your fiance knew uh, that he had tickets coming to the Canelo fight. So uh, that was a little inside scoop that I had to keep under my hat uh, there for a little while. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, Everybody did a great job. Thank you for that. Thank you for not you got it. that surprise. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Cassie, all right, so then you wake up sat Sunday morning. Uh, off the the great vibe of the Canelo fight, uh, only to watch uh, the Raiders kind of inexplicably just continually shoot themselves in the foot time and time again. There were so many times sitting in the press box uh, at MetLife Stadium yesterday, Cassie, where I was thinking, okay, they're going to get it together. They're okay. They're they're going to take control here. Uh, they, I felt like they were the better team, um, which was probably why it was so frustrating in that locker room. But they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Right, and I mean, I think, right, like, seeing the comments and seeing, like, how the fans have reacted, like, we've seen this before around this time of year before, haven't we, Vinny, with this team especially? Yes. And, and I know there was a lot happening off the field. There's something about this team coming off of the bye week. I'm sure you said, right, they haven't won a game out of the bye since 2016. That year, also the last time they went to the playoffs. And I don't know what it is. You'd think with these guys getting the rest and the recovery that they need, coming and healing those injuries, getting back Darren Waller, getting back Josh Jacobs, that they'd be able, you know, to get everything going. But there was just something that was off about yesterday. And I think, you know, you can pinpoint it to a couple of things. But I think more than anything, like if the mentality is not there and the mentality is not right, like it all starts with that. And these guys had a lot going on mentally this last week. No doubt about it. Um, and, Look, Derek Carr kind of pointed this to himself. You know, when you really break it down to the quarterback just had a bad game. And we haven't seen that this year really that much, at least uh, certainly not to the level that it was was yesterday. He just had one of those just an off day. Um, And if he completes the pass to Darren Waller, if he doesn't throw the pick six, uh, obviously, if he doesn't fumble in the uh, in the in the red zone. Uh, late in the game, it's a completely different game. I want to—I I hate to just put it on one player, but the reality is the quarterback just had a bad day too yesterday. Yeah, and I think and and we've obviously we see this guy two three times a week, and he is that leader that is going to take responsibility and put it all on his shoulders, even if it doesn't necessarily you know all need to be on him. But like you say, yeah, thirty for forty six. That inter, um, those two interceptions like that—that that was a bad day. It was a bad day at the office for Derek Carr, and unfortunately, this isn't. 
um, a, a one-person game, right? Like Derek Carr wasn't the only, only loser. The entire Raiders organization lost uh, yesterday, and, and that's the team sport of it all. You have to play together, you have to win together, but at the same time, they also lose together, and we saw that, again, come out on the field yesterday for sure. We're talking to Cassie Soto uh, from the Las Vegas Review Journal, and you can follow her, her at underscore uh, Cassie Soto. Um, but what's so interesting about what happened yesterday with Derek, and he'd be the first to admit that it wasn't his day, but you look across the NFL, Matthew Stafford had just a horrible game. Josh Allen didn't play uh, a good game uh, whatsoever. Um, you, th- there was It was just a weird day in that regard, not just with the Raiders quarterback, um, but also <laughs> – Plenty of other quarterbacks. It was just a weird day yesterday. It was. No, it was the Broncos. And I and I'm coming at my mom here. Like the Broncos? Who 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 are this team? You know? Like against the Cowboys. Exactly. A team that the Raiders are gonna face on Thanksgiving, you know? So I don't know if that gave any glimmer of hope for Raiders fans there. Yeah, to see that outcome. Um, no, definitely a weird day. And I feel like it always sort of like comes in spurts like that where teams uh, that you expect to win don't and it just is weird and yeah I think I don't know if it's again like this mid-season slump or I don't know if you can even call it a slump but just like a weird like you're saying like it's just weird right <laughs> I think it's like the best way to put it and again why like I personally I don't know about you Vinny but these like survivor leagues like I'm not about it because I'm always going to pick somebody that I think is going to win and then they go out and just tank it yeah, well, the only people that were happy yesterday, I think, uh, were the bookmakers in Las Vegas. They yeah, heard that they made uh, a lot of money yesterday. Uh, but maybe the weirdness really actually kind of began on Saturday, Cassie, when UNLV won for the first time uh, since I've been in Las Vegas. Uh, and How about I've been here, that? But, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was what tilted the earth in a direction that made everything else go upside down. I don't know. UNLV, man. Damon, you listening here? Do we got any words here? Do we have your words of wisdom on this? Well, I mean, I tweeted out, this was the night that Marcus Arroyo became the head coach, and I meant that because the seat was hot for him. The seat was hot. But, I mean, maybe he can stay a couple more games now. He's okay Okay. in my book. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm going to be honest. I was was full in boxing mode. So the one game, right, that I'm, I'm missing here is the one they win. So I just need to completely stop watching the games from here on out. And even All the, right. one time I, the one time I tweet about UNLV like getting close, they lose to Fresno State that game. So I've just like banned Yeah, so maybe myself. just stay away. Yeah. I am. I will. I will. Ex-alum. All right, Cassie, back to some, uh, some more, um, you know, uh, serious uh, uh, news. Uh, obviously, Devon, Damon Arnett, Devon, uh, obviously Damon Ar- Arnett today uh, gets released. I saw this one coming uh, a mile away uh, after seeing that video and everything that had happened last week. Uh, that, it was almost inevitable uh, that it was going to come to this. Um, what lessons can we learn uh, and can the Raiders take uh, and their players take uh, from, from, from the very quick demise of, of Damon Arnett? I mean, I think if there's issues and noticeable issues before you draft these guys, you just got to look away, right? I don't know if you've had time. I know, Vinny, you were on a plane um, when Mike Mayock was speaking, Raiders General Manager. But I, like, my jaw almost dropped when he said, oh, yeah, we had huge concerns about him. Ah, but we drafted him anyways. We thought we had enough effort. Like, I don't know if, if he meant to say that, if he was just oversharing there. But the fact that the Raiders organization knew that there were underlying issues with Damon Arnett and they, they continued to draft him and to draft him in the first round 
And to think that they could give him all the attention and, and everything that they needed. Obviously, Mike Mayock said they invested a lot of time in him. Like, those are sometimes issues, Vinny, that are not going to change overnight. They're not going to change in a bigger market. And again, I think a lot of the comments I've seen also, like, this is what happens in Las Vegas. It is not what happens in Las Vegas. I have lived in Las Vegas for 16 years of my life. I grew up. I turned 21 in this city. I myself could have gotten in a lot of trouble in this town. But if you have a good head on your shoulders, you stay away from trouble. Trouble can find you anywhere. Mike Mayock said that. And the trouble came with Damon Arnett as a person. It did not come because he was in this city. Well, if you want to actually take it a step further, um, the the issues that preceded his time here in Las Vegas was in Columbus, Ohio, and Florida, where he I think he grew up in Florida. But anyway, those those concerns that Mike was talking about didn't just start in Las Vegas; they were uh, predated that. So, just to prove your point, yeah, it's not the Las Vegas issue; it's it's a Damon Arnett issue. Uh, he was finding trouble, obviously, or something was going on. Uh, in Columbus, Ohio, to 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 raise some red flags. I think it's a. I th- I do think that it's a lesson for Mike Mayock. Um, it's a harsh one, uh, but uh, one that maybe a lot of general managers eventually learn uh, because a lot of guys and and you know just just people in that position they feel like hey we've got the right culture we've got the right locker room we've got got the right infrastructure and resources to help this kid along. And you know what? Sometimes it works beautifully. There are definitely many, many cases of kids that got to the NFL or, or um, the NBA that had some issues that the team was able to work through. Um, but it's just maybe not, you know, especially in that first round where uh, the stakes are so high in the first round and you need to have those work in your favor. Uh, maybe you stay away from those type of guys uh, in, that, in, in that point uh, of the draft. That All that said... The Raiders uh, also brought in somebody uh, today, Deshaun Jackson, um, 34-year-old wide receiver that still could bring it uh, with the speed. What are your thoughts on the Raiders adding Deshaun? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think more than anything, Vinny, like maybe it's a breath of fresh air that this team needs right now. They need some strong leadership. And they were obviously very dependent on Henry Ruggs and to create some you know, incredible plays and, and to open up the field for the Raiders. But somebody like this who has experience in the league, I think like this, I don't know if there's ever a good time right to make these sort of switches, but right now it's looking like that for the Raiders. They need something new to focus on, and they need something positive to focus on. So if, if he can be that for them, I think it's going to be great. And it was actually pretty cool. He posted on his Instagram um, that's, uh, the first time or the first NFL sidelines he had been on was a Raiders Kansas City game. So I don't know, Vinny, maybe you know more here if he's going to be available on Sunday. But I think that that would be pretty cool for him to come full circle and just that personal story there for Deshaun. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he didn't play uh, on yeah. Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Cassie. Uh, did the Raiders flush the bad game uh, out of their system in New Jersey and bounce back against the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, yeah. Or are yeah, there... this a Falcons oh. game, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> One I'm more so time. Far. Sorry, Ben, I cut you off there. No, no, you were, you were, I, I like the, uh, I like how adamant you are. So you think that one and done uh, on that kind of a game, they're going to bounce back against the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, I think it, ha- it absolutely has to be. They, they lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs at home last year. And I think they need to come back. I, and I think it's going to be a tough crowd. From what I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, I think there's going to be a little bit of a sea of red there. Um, and I'm sure Raider Nation doesn't want to hear that. But this, they definitely can't let 
Sunday's game beat them twice, and we're going to see that again um, in a primetime game come uh, come Sunday. And, yeah, no, I think they, they had to get that one out of the way. I feel like you have to just get the ugly one out of the way, and you can get your mind straight. You focus on what's at, what's at task this week, and you – and again, it's hard, right? And I fall back to what Derek Carr said the other day when he walked by Henry Ruggs' locker and saw it empty and how that has to hurt these guys, right? This is a guy that they shared the locker room with, probably shared meals with, shared some intimate moments with. Now he's gone again, made a horrible, uh, horrible decision. Same thing, Damon Arnett, these guys that meant something to them at one point are now gone, but you have to focus on the task at hand, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. No question about it. Uh, Cassie Soto, thanks so much for your time uh, and insight. We always appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday, and uh, I will see you uh, in Henderson later this week. Sounds good, Vinny. Thank you. Bye, Damon. That is Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Always enjoy her uh, insight uh, and enlightenment. We're going to go back out to Q Myers uh, at the Oyo Hotel. How's it going, man? It was it was going good until you stole my Tuesday guest. Now I ain't got no Cassie Soto. What's going on? Oh, you can you can definitely double oh, up on Cassie Soto. Oh man, I just I just got heartbroken. I just I felt <laughs> like I feel like I just been cheated on. You know what I mean? Like man, I know Cassie just got recently engaged in, and I'm not trying to move in on her on her fiance's territory. But damn, I just I just got You're, cheated on. Cassie just ran down the street with Vinny. Good God. Q, Q you're the you're always the last to know. I, I, obviously, obviously, but I bet you when that uh, I bet you when that bill come in the mail, it's gonna come to me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. And she says, "Q, I need to I need you to pay for my services that I've been doing on Raider Nation Radio." And then all of a sudden, the bill's gonna come to my name, and Vinny's gonna get off scot fee. See how you are, man? <laughs> I like it. I like it. My bad, man. My bad. Oh man, I just my heart's been broken now. <laughs> It's all good. What hey, do we you, got? What do we get? Well, we, we can always double up on Cassie. She's 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 got enough to go around in terms of the insight and enlightenment, especially coming off that Canelo fight, which I yeah. know I know was was a, was a big deal for for her and everybody. I mean, just seeing the highlight. Did you watch that? Were you able to check yeah. that fight out? Yeah, I checked it out. I, I bought the card. Man, the card was fantastic. We actually talked to Brian Custer earlier in the show about yeah. it. It was fantastic, but yeah, it was a great card, and Canelo was amazing. So yeah, I know, I know, Cassie's got plenty to uh, to, to, to of great insight to bring us. Uh, you know, I just got to give you the dirt for uh, you know. <laughs> Did you see the video of them talking to each other in the ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild, wasn't it? That was. <laughs> I, and you know what's funny is I'm so glad that video's out there because I don't think, and maybe you do, I didn't realize that you know guys like talk that freely in the ring while they're fighting each other you know i mean because when we got in fights back in the day we talked but we wouldn't talk like hey man you're a good opponent hey man it'd right it'd like, be like man you suck and your mom is terrible you know my, what i mean like, my, my, my man needed affirmation though man yeah he like, <laughs> you think he i needed got skills the, he, he needed the uh like am i good i'm good right i'm pretty good right i'm good right i'm good i'm good right yeah you're good man now don't, just slow down so i could just end this fight like right now right exactly absolutely no doubt about it so uh good stuff man that was a hell of a fight so canelo man he, he's the man and and you got to give plan a lot of credit too because he hung in there i mean it took 11 rounds to get him to the ground but ultimately he, he when he hit the ground he wasn't getting back up at least not the second time but uh Q, yeah. what do you make of what do you make of a sunday like yesterday in the nfl um that's a good question, man. I really, as I watched it from my couch, I just kind of got another perspective. Instead of being in the you know press box, I just kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect because everything that went on, but it just felt like a really bad day at the office. Uh, I obviously feel like there was some lingering effects of what happened throughout the week, but that's also, I mean, these guys are professionals, and at some point you've got to be able to, 
you know, clear out your mind well, and get back to work. And I, I just feel like it was a bad day at the office. They were missing an element of their offense. And uh, I think when they started, when they weren't clicking on all cylinders immediately, they started to press a little bit. But I'm talking about across the board. Like, it was everywhere in the NFL. That's true. It was like a, yeah. it was like an opposite day in the NFL. Yesterday. Yeah, you're right. I mean, no one saw Buffalo getting beat by Jacksonville. I didn't see Matt Stafford looking like Matt Stafford in Detroit, you know, with right. the Rams last night. I mean, there was a lot that, that went around. Even Kansas City, even though they won, they didn't look yeah. great. You know, so Jordan Love, he didn't look very good either. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that went on on Sunday that was just a weird, weird day. But there's always one, Vinny. There's always at least one week in the NFL that's awful. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. There's always one weird week. I, I think I got five games right in our pickums. That's it. Oh, oh, oh. Demond actually has an opportunity now. I opened up the door for Demond to get in, but unfortunately, I think he picked a lot of the same games, so he probably only got five or six uh, right. But I know I at least got six. <laughs> he's he's the only happy guy in the in the in the, in the building, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the Titans, man, go figure. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, shout-out to DeMond for uh, getting that Titans victory. And, yeah, there you go. How about the Titans? I didn't see the Titans playing that well without Derrick Henry, but everyone showed up. They did their job. The defense played well. And shout-out to Adrian Peterson. Uh, I'm proud of him. He scored a touchdown at the end. That was awesome. Love Adrian. Love yep, him. Me too. Me too. So, anyway, man, for me, I'm just here hanging out at the Oyo, man, the Underground Lounge. I got so many prizes to give out. Uh, there's a lot of folks here at the bar. Uh, that are sitting here watching the game, playing a little video poker. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to hook them up with some prizes. But I want to hook you up, too. So just come on by, uh, say what's up, say what up, though, just like that. And then I'll get you hooked up. And uh, tell me what I ought to do now that uh, Cassie done cheated on me and ran down the road with Vinny Bonsignor. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like no longer, she's no longer unnecessary roughness. She's in the huddle now. <laughs> no, she she can she, – she, you, you, you keep Cassie Sodro on Tuesday. <laughs> Cassie's good people. Good people. Of course. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. Underground Lounge, hanging out, having a good time. So uh, definitely uh, come hang out with me, holler at me, and uh, you guys keep doing a great job. I appreciate y'all, and I'll, I'll be checking in later. All right, likewise. All right, my man. <laughs> You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Back out to the Raider Nation guest listener line. Sorry about that. Uh, Daniel is on the line, wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Daniel? Darnell. My bad. Darnell, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Doing good, thank you. Good, good. I wanted to talk about. I I agree that it was just a bad day yesterday. Uh, I don't think it had anything to do with rugs or anything like that. They just didn't execute down the stretch. But my concern is the receivers are not really getting separation. So my question to you is: Even though we got Jackson, do you think we should still consider getting OBJ, uh, the dynamic receiver, even if? He's hurt, man. He creates such attention that would open it up for Waller, for Renfo, for even Jackson. I think we need somebody else as well because Edwards is struggling. That's just clear as day. He can't get separation right now. I don't know if it's development or what, but he's he's struggling. Well, I mean, for one game he struggled. Um, I've seen him get open uh, this year, so I'm not ready to uh, to just. Uh, you know, give up on on, on Brian uh, 
just yet. And there were open. I mean, I was it. Did it look different yesterday um, compared to when Henry was on the field? Yes. Uh, do I think that Deshaun Watson can address some of that? Absolutely. Do I also think that Derek Hart just missed some open wide receivers yesterday? One thousand percent. You saw, um, you know, Waller wide open in the end zone on a for sure touchdown that he just uh, made a bad throw on. It happens. So. I don't want to overread, uh, you know, so much into it that the Raiders had to make all these different changes at wide receiver. Um, I think Deshaun Watson is the right call uh, in this situation. I'm a little bit dubious on Odell Beckham uh, with the injuries. It's a guy that had a serious knee injury last year. He's dealing with a shoulder injury this year. He just hasn't been the same player. Uh, in Cleveland that he was in New York. If you want to blame a little bit on that, that on Baker Mayfield. Go for it. But I'll, I saw Baker Mayfield play a hell of a football game yesterday without Odell, uh, without that um, kind of hanging over his head. Sometimes there's certain guys that just their mere presence sometimes kind of creates a little something-something. I don't know if the Raiders want to necessarily go down uh, that path right now. Uh, I'd like to see what it's going to look like with Deshaun out there. Um, and, you know, in conjunction with Hunter Renfro and, and Brian Edwards and, um, and, and and Darren Waller. And then Zay Jones goes back to the role that he was playing and so on and so forth. So um, would it shock me if they made a run at, at Odell? No, not necessarily. I don't know if that's exactly what they need right now, though. Um, and, and I say that because there's a lot of other things that are hanging over. Um, to me, like I said, the injuries to Odell, um, where he is as far as are you going to come in here and uh, just kind of toe the line and be a be a be a guy that uh, fits in, um, or are you going to expect you know something um, you know when when you get here uh, maybe a little bit more than the Raiders are are able to give you, or you know are, is that going to be an issue? Um, the Raiders have tried to do a good job. I know uh, it sounds crazy. Uh, especially with what happened, um, you know, with, with Damon Arnett uh, and, and the Henry Rugg situation. But they have put a premium on trying to build this team the right way with the right type of people. Damon Arnett was, as it turns out, kind of a bad apple. I'm not going to put him in the same ca- – I'm not going to put Henry in the same category as Damon Arnett. What, what Henry did was egregious. It was a series of bad decisions that he made that led to a horrible, 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 horrible uh, outcome. But I don't see him the, the same way that uh, we're seeing Damon Arnett. Uh, so that character issue, I think, is a little bit different uh, in that regard. So Odell, it sounds great, but I don't know if that's exactly who the Raiders need at this point. I appreciate the call. Uh, we're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener in line. Uh, Matt is in Hoboken. How you doing, Matt? What's up, Vinny? How you doing? I have... Uh- Two points today, uh, one on our net and one at just an overall point on the season. First mm-hmm. on net, uh, anyone paying attention and anyone paying close attention to our net from the beginning could have saw this coming a mile away. And, and, and I know I don't know how good your memory is, Vinny, but you know I've been a consistent caller for a while, and I've brought yep. our net up, and I've mentioned his immaturity going back a year and a half now. So not to toot my own horn, but I mean, if you would, I think if you were just paying attention – which a lot of people were. I think you could have seen this one a mile away. I actually called in at the beginning of the season. Pritch and Clay were doing a show about what's your what's your big boom prediction for the season, surprise prediction, and my prediction was Arnett's not going to make the opening day roster. So I was a little early by about seven weeks, but I was I was on schedule with 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 that. I think 
the second the second overall point that I want to make about the season is I'm just I'm very angry that our Raiders have put us in a position now where this Chiefs game is a must-win game. And the reason why we're in this position is because we blew the two easy ones. You know, we lost, we lost to two teams we were better than, the Giants and the Bears, right? We were better than both of those teams. And had we beaten those teams, we wouldn't be in a must-win position against the Chiefs. Now, I'm going to say some things that I know you're not going to agree with, Vinny, but this is the way I feel, and I want to say them. You know, it's... I, I don't think I think this is a mountain to climb this week against the Chiefs. I don't I don't re- like our chances at all of winning this football game, and I, and it's I wouldn't be surprised. I know the Chiefs aren't playing well, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs win the next seven or eight in a row and, and win this division. What, you know, what just like, out of curiosity, what did they show you yesterday against um, you know a Jordan Love making his first career start and playing really bad? What what have the Kansas City what have the Kansas City Chiefs shown you that they're going to go on a seven game run uh, at, at this point? Well, they showed me they could beat a team that they should have beat. Unlike us, who can't beat teams that we should beat. You know, they should have beat a team that Jordan Love is starting. Okay. I mean, they, 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 they didn't beat him convincingly. I, I was not impressed uh, with that performance well, uh, whatsoever. I so I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see that happening. And if you're that worried, uh, and I respect what you're saying, Matt, but if you're that worried about the Kansas City Chiefs in terms of the Raiders put themselves in a must-win, if you don't believe that the, that the Raiders could beat the Kansas City Chiefs in a must-win situation, then what's the point of even having the season? Like, what, what kind of confidence do you have in this team at all if you're that worried about the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I, I could make a case why I think the Raiders are going to win and win pretty handily. I don't know. I don't know that that's going to be the case, but if, you, if you're a Raider fan, you shouldn't be so worried about the Kansas City Chiefs right now, especially now that you think this is such a, uh, that, 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 that this is a, a non-winnable game. I think the, I think the Chiefs are plenty, plenty, plenty vulnerable right now, uh, but I appreciate the call, uh, Matt. Uh, always do. Uh, always, uh, you know, uh, give us a call. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Imbajador Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday.